Welcome to the Faith and Good Counsel Show, where we hope to inspire joy-filled lives through conversations at the crossroad of mental health, wellness, and faith. And now your host, Stacy Galino. I am so delighted that you're joining me here again today on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Boy, do I have a treat for you. Or should I say, girl, do I have a treat for you? We have with us today the lovely, the beautiful Erin Franco, who is back with us after a long time, way too long, Erin. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Stacey. I am so excited to be back today. It has been a long time. I've been in baby land baby over land. at my house. I think I've probably had two children since the last yes, time I was on the at show. at least two children. Odds and, are. Yeah, and there's been so much going on in both of our lives. I had, you know, Faith and Good Counsel had a little hiatus there for a while, too. I was discerning where, what is happening? Where, where are we going with this? What are we doing? But we're back and we're up and we're running. And I am just so thrilled that, that you've uh, made time to be with us today with those five little munchkins who I happen to know who they're with, my sweet friend and your mama, Lucy. Thank you so much, Lucy, for just being and you, right? <laughs> so, I don't know what I would do without my mom. She's uh, a gift. She truly is a gift. Well, you know what? Before we move forward with catching up with you, I want to just remind our listeners to please do visit me at stacygalino.com where you can subscribe there and I can keep in touch with you. And you can also uh, look at the show notes for this episode as well as see if there might be some other content that might be of interest to you. And by the way, there are numerous shows that Aaron... Uh, Franco appeared on in the past. And Aaron, I just found more. I just found more. So I'll be tagging those appropriately. And you know what? You can go directly to the special collections page. And Aaron has her own little little box right there that you can click and look at all of her shows. And there'll be more that I'll be posting up there shortly. So how about that? Isn't that kind of cool? I do feel honored. I have a whole collection of shows on there but we've been working together for a long time we have been working together for a long time and i don't want there to be any more space in our time together and in fact we've been doing some kind of cool things in the interim off the air we did a retreat together in january Mm -hmm. which we're going to be talking about that content in a future show coming up but also we're going to be doing something really awesome together you and some other speakers you're going to be part of the woman crown of creation first Faith and Good Counsel live event that'll be com- that will be coming up in October of 2018. So stay tuned for that at stacygalino.com. All right, Erin, please tell us what's been up for the past, I don't know, couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Lord really slowed me down on all of my, my ministry, my podcasting, my blogging, speaking, all of those things kind of slowed down naturally whenever uh, I became pregnant with my fourth child, little Roman. He was born in the summer of 2016. And then we had another little guy, our little prince of the house, Aiden, (laughs) who was born in the fall of 2017. And so between those two guys, they were about 14, 15 months apart. We really do have baby land, little man land over at my house, but they are such a treasure and it's really been a good time for our family overall. Slowing down is really hard and you want to just fight it so much in the moment when there's something in your life that's making you have to slow down. But the fruits of that are just a simpler life, more time with your family, more time 
diving into your vocation in my case, Amen. Uh, my vocation to marriage and then motherhood that has come with that. And so we're, we're doing really well. Uh, oh. My marriage is doing well. Praise the Lord. Praise the my Lord. My children are doing well. Also, I guess the last two years, this is a big deal for me. I started homeschooling yeah. uh, three or four years ago now, but I guess anything past teaching the ABCs started a couple of years ago. And yeah. so teaching kids to read and triple digit edition and, you know, having to get a little bit more organized with it and intentional, spend more time on it. Um, that's been a big part of my life that I've been learning how to do the last couple of years, but I've loved it. It's been really good for our family. I haven't had my head pop off yet, <laughs> going crazy homeschooling and having the babies. And it's actually been a big grace so, to be homeschooling while I've had the last couple because just the flexibility has oh, been yeah. awesome. And not having to have everybody out the door for seven to drive to school. It's been great. Yes. Well, it doesn't. It, it definitely sounds simpler in a certain way, but it doesn't sound any less busy or full. <laughs> you know, I think I think in a season of life, things just shifted for you, and the Lord was showing you this. And I remember we had some conversation about that struggle of where you know we we know we're getting pulled in a certain direction that the Lord is inviting us to, I should say, and that we it's hard though to let those things go that do bring us joy. And one of those was your fantastic the right heart podcast which is still up and available mm -hmm. some of those episodes are still up and available but you have i do remember one conversation aaron that that we had which is part of our topic today because there can there can enter in into a heart and mind of of a woman specifically that i'm i'm not good at all of this and I should be right I should be able to juggle all of these things at one time because isn't that what the world tells me and yet I'm there's too much and I need to focus in you know on these things and and, and taking the time to discern that within you know the the context of our faith and and our authentic femininity right radical feminism tells us one thing and you're feeling crushed by it you know so I remember saying to you of all of the things that you're doing outside of being married and having your children and, 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 and growing your family, what brings you the most joy out of all the work, the, the doing things? And I remember you said your blog. And so you continue to blog beautifully at humblehandmade.com, right? And that's one of the things that I want to talk with you about today is a specific blog that you wrote. I think it was back in 2017. It's called A Coffee Talk for Young Moms. And this morning, I was actually at a coffee shop, and I began to review this blog. I had kind of read through it maybe haphazardly um, when we were when we were planning some of the, the episodes that we have forthcoming. But I have to say, I was really entering into this particular blog post with you and remembering my little young self and just wishing at that moment that I had had this blog and Aaron Franco to listen to me in, in, in the midst of my overwhelm and feeling like I'm not good at this. I'm not doing a good enough job. I should be able to juggle all of these things and things are falling off of my plate. And so you were ministering to my heart 
you know, 25, 30 years ago, you just didn't know it from your blog post. So let me just tell our listeners that the blog post is called A Coffee Talk for Young Moms. And Erin, I want to invite you just to take us into what your intention was and what your heart was in writing this blog post for us. I think the first five to seven years that I was a wife and mother, I had this nagging sense of disenchantment. I had thought that marriage and motherhood was going to be one way, and we had done everything right when we were engaged, and we were all ready to have an awesome marriage and be awesome parents, and it was going to be awesome. And then we, you get into it, and the day-to-day and the nitty-gritty, and your weaknesses come out as a marriage, and you add more personalities in the home to the mix, and then life happens, and challenges happen, the for worses happen. And it, was, it can be really hard, and it was really hard for my husband, Michael, and I in the first five years. But I really, really clung to my faith more than I ever had before in my very blessedly sheltered, happy young life before I got married and became a mom. So I think one thing that really hit me early on, I was trying to go to Scripture to deal with marriage and motherhood and and trying to go back to God. And I remember I opened up the Bible to the story of Moses and how Moses felt he was so inadequate to the task of what God was asking him to do. And then I just thought to myself as I was reading that story, that's exactly like me. I feel so inadequate to this task of marriage and motherhood, but I'm joining the ranks of Joshua and Moses and Gideon and Mary and all of these biblical figures who God asked to do great things or weird things or things that didn't sound like they could possibly turn out right. And he made it work. He brought, put everything all together for their good. And it was more than they could handle. I think that something that I grew up with, and maybe some people wouldn't agree with me on this, but I grew up with this idea, God will never give you more than you can handle. And everybody says that. And they say that to people who have lost a child. <laughs> they say that to people who have a big test the next day. I mean, kind of as this, like, over, you know, this generalization, like, oh, you'll be fine. God wouldn't have given you that if you couldn't handle it. But you know what? My idea, my thoughts on that is that a lot of times God gives us more than we can handle because we wouldn't learn how to fall back on Him, how to go to Him, how to trust Him, how to be humble, how to get this spiritual life thing in order unless we had more than we can handle and we needed God. And so that's something really big that I think I learned those first few years and I wanted to get across in this post in particular. I think you you hit it out of the park with that. And I love your take on that. There's all these little pithy little sayings and metaphors that that are out in our culture and that we repeat with the very best of intentions, but they're not entirely true and that and that particular one that God will not give you any more than you can handle you know he's going to definitely provide us those opportunities for stretching and for need for him mm-hmm. right and so i think that is that it was really um, a beautiful um coming to know him more intimately that he offered you and but you wouldn't have known him this way otherwise had you not experienced this struggle i think um 
and and made these decisions that you made they were hard for you and it's just like they're hard for all of us you know and and like you were saying you think that you should be able to handle oh yes. a three-year-old and a one-year-old and getting the laundry done and dinner on the table and have an awesome marriage while you're at it you right. think that it doesn't sound like it should be that hard. You're a prayerful person. You're Everybody a generally else can good do person. It. What's wrong with me, right? Yeah, and you're thinking, oh, well, the girl next door served, you know, organic basmati rice and farm-raised chicken and a three-course dinner, and I'm having pizza again because I burned something. You know, you're right. And and that's a whole nother. We could talk about comparison and that mm-hmm. that thief of joy, a whole show. Right. I think. Um, but that's that's another thing that I think you struggle with a lot. I mean, maybe I think that's people in general, women in general, mm-hmm. mamas in general struggle mm-hmm. with that comparison. And you just got to you got to kick that all those thoughts out with the trash Amen. in those early years and just focus on what's in front of you. Focus Amen. on what is good. They have a, a verse in the Bible. I'll never forget. I'm not a person to say things like this, but this was true. Um, God gave me a Bible verse in adoration. I opened the Bible and I was like, Lord, I just, I need you to speak to me. And the verse I opened to, the first thing I read was, hold on to what is good. Mm. Mm. And I I really needed to hear that, that at the time because I wasn't thankful. I wasn't affirming what was good in my life. And that's, Mm. that's a big lesson that I think anyone has to learn, but especially Maybe a young mama, a young parent who feels like their life is a mess. They're tripping over Legos, trying to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And (laughs) you just feel like the Legos shouldn't be there. You should have been able to figure out how to pick it up somehow. (laughs) But hold on to what is good. Your your children are happy. You bathed everybody at least yesterday. So that's good. (laughs) You know, whatever it is, have a sense of humor and be thankful. Practicing thankfulness is a big lesson that we all have to learn. Amen. Amen. And really just refocusing our attention. I, I, that truly sounds very similar to, you know, something that I heard in adoration one time in my spirit. You know, the Lord just speaks in that small, still voice. And it it wasn't a Bible verse that I know of. Maybe it is. I don't know the whole, I don't have the whole Bible memorized, but it was, keep your eyes on me. And boy, was that truly from the Lord, because some other storms began to come late after that. And that really kept me together, much like hold on to what is good. It's it's not a dissimilar message, actually. I, you know, I can kind of see the the connection there. But I think you're, what you're speaking about today, Erin, is, 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 is a testament to the fact that the expectations of the modern woman are outside of the reality of our true femininity, of our authentic femininity, of the way in which God created us as women. And it breaks you. It absolutely breaks you. And I love what you said in your blog post. You said, we just can't do it all, all the time, all at once, or all well. I would say amen to that, sister. (laughs) I still struggle with that. And I, I have my, my children are grown. I have a grandbaby girl now. Hey, sweet Addie Josephine. Nani, Nani says hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Um, but I think it's because of the way that we see ourselves that we set these expectations that are completely unrealistic, and then we never meet those expectations, and we feel bad about ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So 
these are some of the things that you you continue to talk about and break down in um, in a good way break down in a coffee talk for young moms and you really draw us back to uh, recentering ourselves on our faith and you talked earlier about um, you know delving into your faith in a way to cope with trying to understand what is happening this is really really hard and and coping with the thoughts of I'm not measuring up or whatever the thought I don't want to presume what the thoughts were but one thing that you say is this life of faith that we have is a never-ending recentering of our lives on God, discerning His will, depending on His providence, and trusting His timing and blooming where we're planted. That goes season to season to season. Can you talk a little bit about that with us? Because you're in a, we're in different seasons, you know. But it's 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 true, just as true for me as it is for you. Well, absolutely. Gosh, there's so much in that one sentence that I, I wrote. It's it's hard to just to pick one thing up, really work on your heart, your relationship with God first and always. Amen. I think sometimes I walk into my house some at some points and I'm overwhelmed by the mess, the dishes, the bickering of the children, my to-do list. And my, you know, maybe Michael and I are not on the same page that day and we're kind of you know at each other a little bit. And I just don't know where to start. And I think that part of being successful, part of doing it right, doing it God's way, is always starting with yourself, your heart, you and God first. So I, if I'm really overwhelmed, sometimes I'll go lock myself in the bathroom, <laughs> one of the three in my house, and I'll pray, and I'll settle for a minute, and then I'll come out, and I'll keep moving forward. Um, I, so having a plan for dealing with all of these things that you need to get done, you need to deal with, that you need to do, um, I've kind of developed a best practice over the years, I feel like. So starting with myself and God, and even self-care to mm-hmm. uh, to some extent. Um, the next thing that I work on, if everything is falling apart, I pray, and then I make sure, am I nurturing my marriage? Yes. And that's not something that I think comes naturally. You feel like you said, I do, we're good people, like we'll be fine, we're not planning on getting a divorce anytime soon, but... That's when you don't nurture your marriage, when you're not proactive, when you're not intentional, that's whenever you end up going two years and you look back and you say, why are we so unhappy? Like, mm. have we looked each other in the eye and made um, made a plan and a resolution for anything in the past two years? We're just kind of skating along. So my plan, me and God first, then my husband and I, and whenever you work on your marriage whenever that is solid in your life so much else falls into place amen and there's so much peace that comes with that for me and my life knowing that mike and i are not perfect we don't have the perfect marriage but we have a lot of of good practices good habits and good uh communication in place after we've been married about 10 years and i'm so thankful because I don't even realize the peace that I have in my heart that helps me function and handle everything else. Um, So me and God, me and Michael, and then there are so many great quotes and scripture verses over the years that have helped me, but just looking at what's right in front of you and calmly doing that. That is what we're supposed to be doing, what's right in front of us, do the best that we can, and then you move on to the next thing. Because when I go lock myself in that bathroom every once in a while, it's not like God beams down 
grace and happiness and cheerfulness, and I walk out and I'm a new woman. I'm a woman that has asked God for help, and I've asked Him for grace, and then I keep doing what I need to do, and I put one foot in front of the other, and usually by the end of the day, I'm okay. Yes. You know, you have, I've known you a long, long time since you were a little girl, in fact, before you really knew me well. And you have, I, I, it is definitely a gift, but I've, it may even be at the level of a charism where, you know, p- let me say it this way. People can get the impression when they look at these beautiful, your beautiful countenance in pictures. You cannot take a bad picture. You are absolutely just a beautiful, you know, physically beautiful woman, a daughter of the Most High God. But you have, when you walk into a room, there is a presence that you carry with you that might not be you know, coincident or uh, commensurate with the angst that's going on in your brain, right? So I can see you coming out of the bathroom, (laughs) looking all, you know, collected and calm and groovy and what have you, but it is a choice. It's an intentional decision because I bet your insides are are going a little nuts, right? Oh, absolutely. And really, I'm one of those people that in public, I'm a lot, it's easier for me to be pulled together in front of other people of course. than when I'm home. Some people, I feel bad for those people, but they, they can't keep it together in public. And I worry, you know, what it's like yeah. at home because yeah. I am no, no perfect woman for you, sure. Well, um, none of us are. But none you know, sometimes are. coming out of that bathroom sometimes is the first thing I do is I call eight people until I find a babysitter. Sometimes wow. that's what needs to happen. Sometimes it means everybody's going out for ice cream. Wow. And sometimes that means, okay, kids, everybody front and center, we're going to pick up the house for the next 30 minutes, and then we're going to have ice cream. Amen. And Amen. then you just, it's okay to need to get everything picked up a little bit, march those kids, get them in order, and then then calmly move on and start homeschooling for me or get ready for taekwondo or you know the next thing on the list whatever just the next step is but you've taken that moment for self-care really and to get recollected and to to write yourself again in communion with the lord so that Mm -hmm. you can go out and pour forth your love for your family so that they're not at the brunt of you know your your angst of the moment which Mm -hmm. is real and legitimate it's this is hard stuff i love what you said in your blog post because a mother with an empty tank and a heart who hasn't connected with god lately isn't her best self that is a if there was ever a true statement that was one right there and I think, you know, you, you mentioned, too, that our families need us to be our best selves. So, hey, you know, Aaron might be recommending a, a point of self-care might be to visit the bathroom just to get recollected, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, or install a lock that works on your bedroom door, which which we've done before. That's important. The lock is important when you have to leave it at that. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, Aaron, we were talking about expectations and how they can be outside of what is truly possible for us as human persons. You know, and and you mentioned in your blog post, um, young marriage and motherhood can feel like being helplessly pulled along by a strong current. And yet, we're supposed to be making a sincere gift of ourselves to one another. And I know you mentioned your beloved and my sweetie. I love me some Michael Franco. He knows that. (laughs) 
sometimes things aren't, you know, going so, so well. And it may feel like you said here, being pulled by a strong current. And yet when we take that moment, God and you, to get recollected and then next step, marriage. And I'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit about in the midst of all that chaos that is young marriage and young motherhood, that intentional making a gift of yourself as a next step to your sweetie, to your husband, as a gift not only to him, but to your children. Gosh, there are so many lessons about making a gift of yourself as a parent and as a spouse. There are lessons from when you're from your from intimacy in your marriage to feeding the baby in the high chair to doing housework when you really, really don't feel like it, uh, to taking care of yourself. There are just so, so many lessons. I would say, though, uh, St. John Paul II's quote, we, we find ourselves when we make a sincere gift of ourselves. I am clinging to that with all of my heart as a wife and mother. Every day you have to say, I chose this. I choose this. I will continue to choose this, Lord. Everything that's happening right now, whether it's my fault, whether you're permitting it, whether it's really a good thing, but I just don't understand that right now. I choose this. I want what I have. And I'm going to trust that you're working it out despite my weakness, despite my husband's weakness, despite these difficult, difficult things that are, you know, coming in on my family or my marriage from outside or inside. You're going to work it out. And you, you just have to wake up, and when you go in the bathroom for that little prayer, when you go for your monthly or your weekly holy hour, whatever you you work out, you have to pray that prayer. I think that um, motherhood can feel a lot like you're kind of pulled along and in the current, you know, and you can't, you feel like, I don't know how to swim very well, I don't, I want to stop and tread water for a minute, you just... There's no time when you can just kind of stop, and that can be scary. And I think that fear, um, I know I have dealt with fear and about all kinds of things in my life and about marriage and motherhood, and I think that you really have to, you have to give that to God and dive into that, read a lot of scripture, read a lot of the Psalms. The Psalms have been such a help to me. Mm. For every emotion that you can have as a, as a mom, a wife, as a person, there is a Psalm for that. And you're praying with the ancients. Do you know how many Mm -hmm. billions of people have prayed the Psalms and they're praying with you as you're praying them? They're phenomenal. I love the Psalms too. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. There was a tough time in my life where I would get up like an hour early every morning and just read the Psalms for like 45 minutes for this this little short time. And I needed it like I needed water at the time. And I I have not been able to replicate that (laughs) since then as a wife and mother. Don't think I'm perfect with all of that, but it was such a help. Yeah. Wow. Well, in our final couple of minutes here, I just want to make a point that, um, and hopefully encourage our listeners to go check out at HumbleHandmade.com, which is where Erin blogs. Her blog post that we've been talking about today, A Coffee Talk for Young Moms, not only is her writing phenomenal and um, the nurturing that she's offering everyone that reads this and the love, Erin, that comes through. So just just that. But you have got a number of links that you have um, provided for people. And one of my favorites um, is the one from Jennifer Fullweiler. She's wonderful. She is wonderful. And she says, the, 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 the link is, 
into, uh, to her blog, it's a post called A Meditation on the Shocking Idea that Maybe We're Actually Not Just Lazy Whiners. <laughs> Okay. That's a must read, mamas. That is a must read. And in fact, I also was really tearing up for this. And there was one little quote here that I just want to share. And then maybe you can give us a little what your thoughts on that. But one of my favorite parts, she's talking about how we live in isolation and how, you know, how from time immemorial, mothers have raised their children in close knit communities surrounded by other mamas and, and family and, and, and things are different now. We're in a very mobile society, but we were never intended to raise our kids in isolation and I know motherhood can feel very isolating and especially when you're having these Absolutely. unrealistic expectations so as I was sitting at the coffee shop reading this particular post and, and tearing up I have to say there was there were several points that that jumped out at me Erin but I wonder your thoughts on this particular quote quote what we modern moms do is hard and not just hard in the way that motherhood has always been hard We're laboring under unique conditions that few people in human history have ever experienced, trying to thrive in utterly unnatural circumstances. It might not be hard physically, but it's a great challenge psychologically. She's hitting on kind of what we've been talking about today with these inordinate ideas of our femininity and these these standards that they that we set for ourselves without meaning to because we think everybody else is having the Pinterest perfect meal and you know I should have put the Legos up and whatever it was you said earlier but there's a mental health price to this too right Erin oh absolutely it it's a huge mental game thing I think to not compare and to not feel guilty, there's so many ways that we guilt trip ourselves. We should have a perfect, healthy meal for every meal and, you know, three meals and two snacks a day. We should have our kids in certain activities from a certain age. Our marriage should be great and we should be doing this, shouldn't be doing that. I mean, there's there's so many ways. And then if we want to spend time away from the kids, we feel guilty about that. Right. You know exactly. So it's never it's never good enough. But that is not the truth, and that's really the you know I, I guess the end message today is there's so much more, and the Lord is 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 wanting to open your heart to that possibility that there is joy and there is peace, but it takes Him, it takes His grace, and it takes an authentic understanding of who we truly are as women. So I want to thank you, Aaron, for being with us, and y'all do go check out Aaron Franco's blog, Humble Handmade. where you can find this particular blog post, A Coffee Talk for Young Moms, as well as a wealth of other blog posts and content. Thank you so much, Erin, for joining us here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Thank you, Stacey. This was great. And Erin will be back. I just know she will. So (laughs) until we are together again, my dear friends and my dear listeners, Pox Christie, y'all. See you next time here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Bye-bye for now. 